Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fem Radio. I'm your host, Christina Mathias, and today I'm going to be introducing somebody really special to me. Um, I've known her for a while, and she is becoming so successful in a realm that is tough to become successful in. So I wanted to introduce Sarah Shariar. She went from a life in journalism to being, you know, a rising Afghan recording artist, and I'm so happy to have her on the show. So, uh, Sarah, when did you first start singing to start it all off? Well, first of all, um, Christina, thank you for having me, and um, I miss you. <laughs> Can't wait for you to come back to California. Yes. Um, you have to excuse my um, hoarseness of my voice, as I have been singing quite a bit for the past um, couple of nights, and um, but yes, yeah, so my my passion um, was always to share a story, and I think that's one thing that drew me into the life of broadcast journalism was to be able to share a story. And I remember I was always drawn to stories that would bring attention to things that were not right, you know, um, specifically events on campus. And um, fast forward. Um, I worked in Afghan TV uh, for many, many years, uh, and I loved it. I really did because I felt like I was making a difference. And uh, fast forward to that, I still felt like there was more I can do. And being that I uh, have, and I was born and raised in, in to the love of music, um, and um, I grew up around all different kinds of music. Uh, my father uh, played, my brother. Um, so I was constantly surrounded by all types of music, from rock to after any music to jazz. Um, and um, being at a point in my life where uh, there is so much more uh, of a story to tell, um, my passion for music really kicked in uh, as a... Um, I, I really felt like something was missing from my life. <laughs> and connecting to music, I right away um, understood that, you know, this is this is it. This is the way that I'm going to share my story uh, and hopefully uh, impact um, the lives of other young Afghan women all over the world. Um, and not only just Afghan women, but um, just as a woman in general, uh, to pick up and decide, you know what, uh, there is still a passion to be to be uh, discovered, and and I feel like we will continuously always be discovering new things. But um, for me, uh, I I know in my heart it's music. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean you've been singing for such a long time now, and um, gosh, your voice is really beautiful. <laughs> You're very sweet. Well, uh, music was never encouraged. So, I mean, I was, I mean, I had the, the bodyguard soundtrack completely memorized when I was nine years old. But oh my my I, was, <laughs> I was obsessed with music, but, but my father was very strict in his, uh, the number one rule was you focus on uh, on school. You focus on school, but, you know, music is a school in itself. Uh, and I would have loved to have um been, been encouraged, but it just wasn't a thing. It was very taboo for our culture. Now, um, I 
when I hear the word taboo, I'm like, bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I have, I just want to rebel. And in a good way, you know, it's a a creative expression. And as a creative person, for all these years, thinking that, okay, um, I will just choose to, you know, follow this um, direction that my father wants me to be in and, uh, and ignore the creative um, the creative drive in me, uh, it was just completely taking me backwards. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I, now I'm just so thrilled and excited to be around music. It feeds my soul, and um, I, I'm just I'm, I'm really excited. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And so I know you talked a little bit about your, you know, your dad having a little bit of like maybe a more stricter say and a more oh, yes. Yes. strong focus on <laughs> and everything. So mm-hmm. what did your family do to really encourage you to pursue this path, though, as a whole? Well, to be honest, this is a project that I took on and I told no one about it. Um, I am the, uh, call it the black sheep of the family, so everybody thinks that I'm the troublemaker, and I'm really not, you know. (laughs) The furthest thing from it. (laughs) I'm really not, and I just feel like because they see me as a different thinker, a different type of, of, uh, like, you know, I just see things differently. And for me, to share my ideas with people who will constantly point out um, how this might not work, I've just stopped sharing my ideas with those type of people. Because there's always a way um, that something can't be done, but there's, you know what, I'd rather focus on the on the other abundant ways of how things will work and can work. So I kept it to myself. I kept it all to myself. I didn't share it with anyone until it was absolutely done and published. That's when they all saw it. Um, my mom heard it um, a little bit before I published it, and so did my dad. My mom was in tears. She was just trying to hide her emotions, and um, she was just crying. And ultimately, although my dad was not for me doing this project, I ultimately uh, convinced him to write a poem that I ultimately took and then went behind his back and used it for this song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he ultimately ended up writing it without even knowing. Um, But I feel like a lot of this song um, has him and my mother's relationship in it. So there's a lot of pain, a lot of hurt in there. Um, uh, So I can, when my mom heard it, she definitely just broke down. She was in tears. Um, I didn't get to see my dad's reaction, unfortunately, when he heard it, but he just said, well done, continue. (laughs) (laughs) Very typical, you know, which is a big breakthrough for my dad, being a very conservative Afghan father. This was just, I feel like I pushed him beyond his limit to just let go and accept me of all people for who I am and he still tries to convince me to, you know, do this, do that, and to move in, or move to Idaho with him. <laughs> yeah, okay, Dad. <laughs> it's cute though, but I am like, yeah, no, and this is like this momentum that I feel is incredible, and I want to continue it. Yeah. So- um, to speak on that, um, <clears throat> because I mean, it's amazing that at least 
you know, your mom has been super supportive and then your dad was a little hard to kind of want to do, but then his uh, his encouragement was ultimately there. Yes, um, yes. Who he just doesn't know how to show it. <laughs> oh, I know. I, mm-hmm. It's crazy with dads, you know. It's always uh-huh. mom that's your heart, and dads are just, you got to pry your way into them. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, I guess, I guess a great question is who are your musical inspirations and are there any, you know, are they both uh, like American targeted or Afghani singers that are, you know, just paving a way through this industry right now or who's true to I mean, I, um, it's a great question. Uh, I, like I said, have been around music, all kinds of music Mm -hmm. all my life. Um, so I've heard a lot of things, and I have a very specific, um, you know, taste, ear for music, and mm-hmm. and it's it's stuff that I like, and I think everyone has their own personal taste in music. Um, but when it comes to uh, a point where you're the creator or you're making music, um, that's when all of these questions come into play, <laughs> and all yes, of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, and it's such a magical experience to just look back and go, okay, I still want to be me and completely independent as an artist, but who does make me move? Who gives me life? Some music gives you life. And there are artists, Afghan artists, uh, who are legends or no longer, um, who have been passed on for decades and decades, but their music um, has always inspired me. Um, there's a gentleman by the name of Ahmad Zayed. He's the he's known as the king of pop, king of music, um, just like Elvis. He even did a couple of Elvis covers. Um, wow. And um, to um, artists like like Whitney Houston, to artists like Lady Gaga, uh, to people um, who have like a, a struggle behind. I mean, most artists have a struggle behind their music, but I can't tell you who specifically inspires me because they all do and their stories do. I mean, Marvin Gaye, um, uh, you name it, uh, soul. I'm really into soul music, people who think in the soul. And then there's a really young, talented Afghan artist. Um, he is um, uh, from a family of, of very uh, successful musical legends. And his name is... Uh, Ray Rahi Jahani. He brings this really poppy element to Afghan music, and I've never heard I've never heard it from any other Afghans. Um, I worked for Afghan TV, like I said, for many, many years. I will say uh, I heard a lot of new artists come and go, and this one person kind of stands out to me. Not kind of, but really does. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't. And then like artists who who um, no one knows anything about, like, a friend, you know, like my, my friend, Wali Ahmed Yar, he just recorded a song, and, um, he, again, he brings this really different flavor, uh, a very unique flavor, and his own unique flavor to Afghan music. Um, and, yeah, so I could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great that there's so many musical inspirations out there to you, too, that, you know. Yeah, probably- I'm lucky. Yeah, this morning on my phone was Gypsy Kings. <laughs> 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 I just love the Gypsy Kings. So, yeah. yeah, the stories are 
I would have to say the stories and not, not, I mean, coming from me, I sang when I was younger, you know, I did voice lessons and things like that, but I never kind of pursued it professionally. And looking back, it's, it's crazy to just, you know, see all the stories more so than the music itself yes. that just kind yeah. of speaks for the artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I, another question that I had, um, and it's, it's in relevance to that, but, but more targeted towards, you know, what, what are what are your top three genres of music that you that you like, but you mostly are surprised that you find yourself listening to on the daily? You know, um, I don't know. Um, I listen to so many different types of music, uh, but my my top three, uh, like honestly, I listen to a lot of classical Afghan music. <laughs> And 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 really old old Afghani music. People don't know probably don't know that much about me, but I do, and I love the instruments. I love the the Hazal music, um, and a lot of people my age, especially young Afghans, my age, probably um, I you know I don't meet a lot of them that 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 listen to old like something my parents would listen to our grandparents would listen to. <laughs> I just find something very, um, something that I connect, I guess, um, culturally or historically or somehow energetically. I just connect to it. Um, but then I'll, I love Justin Bieber. Like, I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I love Justin Bieber, you know. Um, he's such a talented artist. I mean, being, being such a, you know, pop artist that he is, that he he's very flexible, you know, um, but his music is very, very moving and meaningful, passionate. Um, and, and then, um, gosh, uh, I will go to karaoke and <laughs> pick out, you know, music from, from, you know, gosh, um, um, fun of the preacher man is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I just, you know, and I love it. And I love the different artists that have been able to sing it over the many, many decades. It has a lot of uh, purpose. I mean, Justice Springfield, uh, at that time, um, you know, being able to sing this kind of music is just so courageous. I just love it. Um, but yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so where would you most, I mean, okay, I mean, obviously you've been performing for a while, but you know, even for just, you know, family, friends, and, and that other experiences too, um, but, but where would you most want to perform, and and where do you see yourself performing, you know, within the next five years? Where do I want to perform? Well, <clears throat> one of my, uh, one of my other creative passions is visual art, and I love a visual performance. Um, my my vision uh, is to be not, no matter where I am, uh, to be able to, like, I, I'm so inspired by Coachella. I was mm-hmm. so moved by Coachella. They're in the middle of, this, of the desert, and they, yet they can create this amazing stage in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I saw Lord. I was very fortunate to be able to watch Lord be on stage in the middle of the desert. That. Like, that's incredible, that feeling, that yeah. outdoors. But what was more, like, like magical about that experience was that 
you look around and there's just no end to the amount of people that are all there just standing and watching one person on stage. And it's just the simplicity of it. Uh, and it's Lord. <laughs> um, and just, I could see everyone's eyes uh, just gleaming. Uh, so to me, it's not about the location. It's about what you can create out of what you have, where you are. Um, but I just love that outdoor feel. I love it. And so to speak to that, who would you want to to open for ultimately? And and I think speaking this question, this this question can be really powerful too because it breaks down like who you know who you're inspired the most by, but also who has the most resi- you know resignation with and uh, you know strong resignation with their own uh, you know target attendees like go to their concerts and things like that that are in a similar niche or maybe a niche that could be translated into your singing niche, um, your passion. So, so yeah, who, who would it be that you would really want to open for uh, that could pave ways for you? Gosh, there's so many, so many people because there's so many amazing artists out there that, that, that do their, their creative work with a passion for, uh, for a change for a movement to, in, to improve something. Um, so there's so many of those amazing humanitarian-driven artists um, that I would, I would only dream of being <laughs> around <laughs> any of them. To, you know, there's just so many to, to list, so many to name. I can't even uh, name one, you know. But, um, you know, like you said, there are people with a cause. I think someone that we can recently um, just say – that created a, a, a movement within a community is Lady Gaga. And mm-hmm. being able to create a music that supports, you know, these, these um, human beings that are uh, just not given equal rights. For, it's just uh, in our day of time, you would think that something like that is completely unfathomable. And it's not, but, but to bring that much awareness um, I think Lady Gaga uh, is is one of those those artists that will forever um, come up and 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 represent, make a movement, make a statement, and it's all from her heart. It all comes from love. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, she she sings about curing and healing pain, and and I just love that. I love that. And um, imagine if we made a song about the power of love. Uh, and like I said, this does not mean that there aren't other artists that I wouldn't equally or want to more want to be a part of. But um, I just, uh, I just love that specific um, uh, creative representation of of a purpose of a message. Um, so I love that about her. Yeah, so, Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. gosh, go, uh, go, monster family. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, so if you weren't singing, what would you be doing? If dancing, <laughs> what would be the plan B? Like, what would be your other option? Well, um, I, I'm, you know, I said dancing. I love dancing. I love um, dance. There's something so spiritually freeing about dancing. Yes, yes. 
Mm-hmm. I, I dance almost daily as a as a way as, a, as an energetic flow to start my day. But uh, in general, I love creating um, choreography for different types of performances. But, you know, but I, I never studied dance, dance, but I love dancing. But um, Plan B, you know, I'm not a big Plan B person. I am, but um, if I wasn't, a, if, if I didn't have the soul of this, you know, creative musical artist, um, I would be working in uh, different uh, third world countries, probably in Afghanistan, working um, with the humanitarian organizations, uh, helping um, helping build, um, uh, I guess, people's, people's day-to-day lives. Um, I'm really passionate about uh, helping um, uh, supporting these uh, humanitarian uh, organizations that go out of their way and risk their lives to bring food and shelter and education um, and uh, just just a better, uh, safer, uh, healthier way of life. I think that's what I'd be doing. Yeah. Um, to speak to that, you know, I am personally not too familiar with the culture there, but but from someone like yourself who was, you know, immersed in Afghan culture and family tradition and things like that, is is Afghanistan open to females rising the ladder in the, you know, creative sector? And if not, why? And and is this something that you would want to kind of, you know, push past if there is any obstacles? So yeah. Well, luckily, um, like I said in the past, gosh, uh, 12, 13, I guess maybe almost 15 years, uh, Afghanistan was for the first time really exposed to television media, mm-hmm. um, media, uh, international media. Uh, uh, and it, with the, with the uh, you know, open Internet um, the the country naturally is going to be exposed to social norms uh, of other people's lives, and all of a sudden, the, you know, there's been this comparison. It's like, well, that's a social norm for them. Why shouldn't it be a social norm for us? Why? And like, I saw the the with my own eyes. I was very fortunate and very grateful that I got to work for Afghan TV at a time where I literally got to see this evolution of media uh, exposure happen and slowly slowly uh, there was a surge of music that just came out because there was no um, public kind of tv for um, gosh I don't know 20 something years almost 30 something years so all of a sudden music just started uh, being um, the number one thing that was really coming out from all over the world. Uh, so slowly, the Afghan female artists started to to um, also follow. And there are women like Ariana Saeed who really did pave the way for Afghan female artists. And um, she uh, went against what the... The, the the taboos and the cultural norms that had eventually developed 
uh, and she went in and really did pave the way uh, to perform, to open doors for other female artists to come in. So within the past uh, 10 years, there's been a huge surge of Afghan female artists that have um, really surfaced, but uh, it's not it's not supported by everyone, and that's understandable. There will always be groups that aren't for this or aren't for that, uh, and that will always happen. But, you know, we do this for the people that it is for, and ultimately um, this becomes more and more acceptable. Uh, and over time, uh, there really isn't much anyone can do about a female artist who wants to be um, to be as expressive as she'd like in her creative art form or whatever her form is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's crazy that, you know, it's music has evolved so much over time and especially in that culture. And it's great that they're being exposed more and more to it because it's such a great way to, even if you aren't a singer, it's such a great way to, to embrace your own inner creativity by just, you know, listening to the soul in the music. And you don't have to have soulful music to embrace your own inner uh, soul into a song. Um, but yeah, so do do you play currently, do you play any instruments? If not, do you desire to play one? And, and is that in your, uh, you know, pathway as you rise into this uh, field? Uh, I love musical instruments. Uh, I was the, the, the child that, so, you know, my sister was the firstborn being the spoiled, my parents, <laughs> all these dance and musical classes, piano lessons, this and that, and um, ultimately, I mean, she liked it. Uh, she would come home and teach us some things here and there, and um, and I, till this day, you know, all those little songs that I learned back when I was a very young kid, and I still play them, I still know them. Um, I love piano, and um, I have slowly been taking, you know, many steps towards towards playing uh, uh, piano. I love guitar. I have probably learned, you know, a few chords here and there, but it takes complete dedication to learn mm-hmm. an instrument, and I have so much respect and honor for people who do have that dedication and are able to um, put that time into completely learning their art form. Um, my current focus right now is the vocals, um, right. and, but I have always been open. And I, I do, and I play little things here and there, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, I, I definitely love, love the feel of the keys under my fingers, so. Right, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's one of those things you just have to be dedicated to, and and so is vocals. I mean, that yeah. is absolute dedication, yeah. constantly training your vocals, um, yeah. especially when you get rusty and you have those. Oh moments. yeah, I mean, you just like an instrument, you can go out of tune very quickly, and you have to be tuned. <laughs> uh, and and then and just being a vocalist, you know, these instruments they play all together. Like you have to kind of be immersed in them all. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, you know, what is a genre that, if you weren't going into this genre, or, or if you could dabble maybe in another genre of music, what would it be? 
Well, luckily, um, the the Dari language, um, I can take any lyric, any song lyric, and I could turn it into whatever genre I want. <laughs> and I have I have that freedom. And um, this this genre that I I started with, this is just it's a fun direction. Um, but it doesn't mean that I have to stick to this. And uh, I love. Um, like I could totally see myself bringing more of, um, I don't know, like all kinds of vibes. Like I said, any genre. <laughs> I have that flexibility, so I don't plan to stick to one to one type of thing. I love rap. I love rap. I love hip hop. I love, um, you know, recently I've been feeling this like really reggaeton vibe. Um, but I, but that's the, that's a great part of it. I have the freedom and flexibility to to right do whatever I want. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what comes. Like, well, to speak to that, I mean, because it's 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 interesting how some people can. Some people will tell you, you know, in order to be successful and gain an audience, like, and I've heard this so many times, and you know, I just I don't believe it, but. But in order to be successful in the singing industry, it's like you have to have, you know, a focused genre or, you know, something sure. to, to capture a niche audience. But I feel like you can really just expand on that. Like your voice can tell the story for itself. It can grab an audience for itself yeah. no matter where you dabble in. So, yeah, I agree. I agree to just, you know, trying out. All and why stuff. not? It's so much fun. <laughs> It really is. There's there's a lot of passion in trying out different things, and no matter what career you're in. Mm-hmm. But but I think um, you know, speaking to genres, um, this is always a funny one. What what kind of music can you not stand to listen to? And and every artist has something that they're just that's just like you know throws them well, off. That doesn't resonate with me. You know, uh, I have really sensitive ears. I I can't tolerate loud, repetitive noises. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, there's this, there's this kind of music that is just really uh, very heavy metal. <laughs> like, and it's not because I don't accept that type of music or that genre of music I accept all forms of music but I personally have an issue with my sensitivity to my ears that does not allow me to enjoy that um, in a pleasant way (laughs) or in any way yeah (laughs) yeah it's okay we all got something yeah so yeah yeah. dark goth I guess (laughs) To each his own. To each his own. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So, what hidden talent do you do you have? I mean, what are your little, you know, those sneaky little things that you know not everybody would know about you, and know that you have. <laughs> well, you know, my my talents there are things that I just have been born with. You know, like I'm a dog whisperer. I communicate like. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very close relationship with, um, you know, energetically with children, with dogs, uh, and um, I, I don't know. I, I call it 
I, I call it the, you know, <laughs> I don't know. The dog whisperer just comes. It just comes to me. That's just yeah, you know. And I'm really good with children. Um, So um, I I don't. You know, everybody knows I I love cooking. Um, I think I I make really good uh, meal preparations of all sorts. uh, Specifically, I can speak to that. You are Afghani food. Oh, you're very kind. One day I have to have a formal dinner. But, um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, oh, um, I, I make video, um, I can film and edit really fun, cool videos or sometimes really boring ones, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I, I learned video editing at a very young age, um, when I was in uh, doing an internship for the school news channel at Cypress College, Woo-hoo. Um, and then carried on, and so I've been doing some photography, and that's something new that I've just picked up in the past uh, several years. And uh, yeah, so other than that, I don't know. <laughs> that's a lot of time. So, I would say so. I mean, yeah. do you enjoy makeup artistry? Oh, I'm I'm a hair expert. I yes, when it comes to styling hair, um, makeup artistry for camera. These are all things that I just I've learned over the years. Um, and um, yeah, selecting people on camera, talking on camera. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> it's all stuff. All fun. All fun stuff. All fun. Yes. So, do you enjoy, um, you know, writing the music that you're gonna that you're you know going to be performing that you have performed? I know you mentioned that, you know, your dad. Little did he know that he was the uh-huh. for your song. So, mm-hmm. and his own poem was your song, but mm-hmm. but plan on writing music or have you been writing music in the works and, and how is that going? Well, um, I don't see myself singing a song that I was not involved in creating. Um, right. There's a there's a, a very spiritual connection that, that um, I um, have in order to make the song my own. And, you know, I, I'm just new at recording, but... Um, I've been in and out of the studio, and I'm learning. I'm learning about this, how important this connection is for my future work. Uh, and I feel very, very fortunate that I've been connecting with really talented uh, artists, writers, um, composers, people who I've just been very fortunate to connect with. And um, I have a strong grasp of the English language, poetically. I love to write. But um, in order to translate that and not lose the, the, the depth of the emotion that needs to be there in translation, I am, uh, I'm lucky to have the assistance of, uh, of someone who I'm currently uh, working with um, uh, who is taking something that I wrote and he's going to translate that the best he can. <laughs> but he's just he's just so talented that um uh, I mean it's first of all it's such an honor and 
I'm so beyond honored. It's so just like blown away that I am able to connect with, with these types of artists. Uh, and um, so, yeah, I, I, if I'm not directly involved in what I'm thinking, it, it just won't translate. It won't even connect. So it's a big part of, a big part of what I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you could offer even the smallest golden nugget or any advice to somebody who maybe they're kind of shy or, or they're kind of afraid of going down the path of, you know, pursuing being a singer and, um, or pursuing anything really in the creative field, what, what would you suggest to them, and what would your what would your golden nugget be to that person? And they might be well, first. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, first of all, write it down. Put a date on it. When you create history, you can definitely have some involvement in creating the future for yourself. When you write something down, you give it purpose, you give it meaning. You want to do something, you want to be something, create create a goal. And the first step is to write it down. And the only thing that should, um, you know, that, that's ever going to get in your way, the only thing that's ever going to get in your way is yourself and your fears. And living a life based off of fears uh, you will continuously create those those fears. And what are fears? Fears are just they're an imagination. They don't exist. It's not real. When your fears pop up, tell them to shut up. <laughs> they're not real. They aren't real. And once you get over that that hill, that mountain, I mean, it could be a, a small little little step for you, or it could be the biggest step for you in life but the most important thing is to visualize what's behind that 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 imaginary um, uh, that imaginary fear that imaginary um, wall or that imaginary whatever it is that obstacle obstacles are all imaginary step right over it and continue and when you do that the momentum will continue because you will finally realize what it that feeling of overcoming your fears there's nothing like it and you won't stop so don't give up and just go for it (laughs) yeah I think that's solid advice I think I mean anybody can relate to that to just really just don't give up and always write things down because I can't tell you how often I forget little pieces of information that are just so in the moment and so crucial to my end goal, and then it's just poof, it's gone if it's not written down. So that's the yeah, yeah. ever. <laughs> it is. It really helps. And it, it, it helps it's helped me. It's helped me a lot. Have you used any uh, tactics to help, you know, specifically relaxation tactics to help you creatively focus in on um, your artistry, on your work, um, that's helped you kind of just put the mental clutter behind you? Besides you know, physically writing it down, any mm-hmm. sort of meditation or relaxation methods that you would recommend and have done? Meditation is a big part of my life. It has been for many, many, many years. Um, it is extremely important for us to uh, create a very centered focus 
inner balance. Um, and it comes with discipline. It comes with to uh, daily set a goal to quiet your mind for a certain amount of time. Um, and to detach yourself as much as possible from your daily thoughts. And that is crucial for me. Um, I do daily meditation. Um, and recently I um, connected with a hypnotherapist. <laughs> oh, wow. And how is that? I mean, what is and, I, like I said, because I meditate and I also study the art of manifestation, uh, I practice this this um, inner discipline. Um, besides uh, the fact that I daily chakra meditation, chakra balancing, energy balancing, I'm really into um, uh, that inner energetic balance. Um, and like I said, I study manifestation and that's attracting things that that you are that you want in life that are that you know that somehow may help you. Um, you may or may not know that it might help you. And um, I always ask the the universe. I ask God. I ask I ask for guidance and help <laughs> in my life. And I'm walking my dog one day, and I run into one of my neighbors down the street, and we happen to spark up a conversation. And um, in the past, I've used um, hypnotherapy techniques via YouTube. So um, uh, in terms of uh, any topic, I I think the main thing that I've used in the past is um, sleep hypnosis, healing hypnosis therapies. And and YouTube just has a variety of of these these tools. But running into my neighbor who is an actual hypnotherapist was really unique and interesting and to make a long story short we've been working together since then and actually we'll be seeing him today <laughs> oh, wow. uh, um, and he has opened my eyes to um, a, a, an entire different world of um, having the uh, strength and the tools to manage your daily energetic flow and balance and um, yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable. <laughs> it's remarkable. It's crazy how effective it can be. And I feel like so many people, you know, they think meditation like is some sort of funny baloney, but it's really not. Well, and meditation comes in different forms and shapes, and it's like you don't have to sit there with your legs crossed with your hands, <laughs> you know, like that typical. We were, we're, you know, that typical image that people get in their mind. Um, for me, meditation is just simply cleansing the energy around me with an, an incense or sage, setting the energy around me, sitting down, lighting a candle, and just laying down. That's, that's yeah. meditation, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could uh, be something as simple as just, uh, I don't know, sometimes cleaning can be relaxing for people. Well, it's grounding. It's very mm-hmm. grounding. Um, so, yeah, me- me- for me, sometimes a good song is a nice meditation because in that moment you're detaching from your daily thoughts. You, you know, this song comes on and all of a sudden you're just like, ah, oh, you know, this best song ever right now. And that's meditation to me, you know. So, uh, But I also take daily walks in a garden. I'm very fortunate. I'm lucky. I'm grateful and blessed. Nature is a big 
big deal for me. So, just yeah. even a walk, even a walk in nature is to me is meditation. Yeah, looking at um, looking at you know what nature has to bring and just ob- observing in its own mm-hmm. can be just so settling to the mind. Yeah. Um, so that brings me to finally. What is in the works for you? Do you have anything coming up? I know you have your single launch, mm-hmm. and I and I loved it when I saw the Thanks. music video. It was amazing, perfectly, really, really Thank amazing. You. So I am a natural fan, as you know, <laughs> and am super excited to see uh, your future work. So, what's coming up for you, and what can our um, listeners expect to see, and then? Then, you know, my next question is going to be, where can they find you? Great. Thank you. Well, um, the, the first song that came out was really a, a, like a pilot project. It really didn't know what to expect, to be honest, because the Afghani language uh, was very new. It's different for me. Um, but um, the it, it's been taking me a little bit of time to really find the direction and the right direction that I really connect with. So I feel like this past uh, past year or so has been uh, a really a time to meet um, with different di- different people that I can go in different directions with. Per se. Um, so uh, I've kind of chosen a direction, and um, not kind of I I have, <laughs> but um, basically this direction that I'm going with is singing a song that um, has a little bit of a risque <laughs> feel to it. <laughs> and, um, and like I, I you know, it's in very good taste. But traditionally, Afghan music for centuries has been written in the perspective of a man. And even women in, in the 50s, 60s, and they were singing music that in the 70s that were, you know, music written from a man's perspective. So you're going to hear an Afghani song that's written from a woman's perspective and uh, specifically my own. (laughs) And um, I'm just lucky to have connected with someone who embraces my um, kind of free spirit when it comes to to what I want to sing about. And people can find me. I'm on Facebook. I have a fan page on Facebook. Um, I have an Instagram account. I'm at Sarah Sherriar. It is my first and last name. And um, you'll find me on YouTube as well. Um, I, I'm, I'm really not supposed to talk about something, um, but so YouTube is, is in the works. <laughs> so I can't say much about that, but there is. Um, so stay tuned. Follow me on YouTube as well. Subscribe. I have some... Um, uh, I can't say much, but <laughs> just just stay tuned for YouTube stuff. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's been great to have you on. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Christina. I always enjoy you, and uh, I can't wait to to get you back into Cali if I can catch up and hang out. <laughs> Thank yes, you so much. And for all our listeners um, that have listened in today, Please uh, feel free to chime in, and definitely um, we always, always, always promote call-ins. Um, 
I will allow, you know, definitely want Sarah to see them and I want her to know about um, everybody that, that is inspired by her. And then it's also yeah. maybe going down a path that she might be going down as well. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And thanks again, Sarah, for coming on Fem Radio. Thank you. I had so much fun. Thanks so much. Thanks again.